0: Genesis forty-eight, eight through twenty, in the King James version, um, yeah. and it reads, hey "Amen." I know I'm finna call. I'm finna call time out. Sorry, I didn't got y'all all into this. But did we do um, last month? What month is this? Did we do November? I know we did October. We did October, right? Yeah, because they the Halloween. You can't mess with them Halloween folk. Y'all crazy. Y'all about like them Geminis. I don't know who worse. Uh, October, this is, so we miss, our, we didn't, we just miss, any, any November babies in the house, any November babies. It's a November babies. Oh, they crazy. And November. November anniversaries in the house in the November, November anniversaries. Amen, amen. All right, hallelujah. In the December birthdays, in the December birthdays. All right, I see y'all. Lord, have mercy. Christmas. Y'all know y'all ain't getting me one gift, right? Y'all don't like get number one gift. That's messed up. I'm sorry. In the December anniversaries, December anniversaries. Whoa, look at y'all. Let's go ahead and do this. Let's do this since I'm standing up here and I forgot about y'all. I love y'all, though. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. An anniversary. Happy birthday, everybody. Amen. Happy birthday. Happy anniversary. Amen. Thank you. I need to get some energy for myself. Genesis chapter 48, verses 8 through 20. Genesis 48, verses 8 through 20. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, they are my sons whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face. And, lo, God hath shown me also thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both. Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hand wittingly uh, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long until this day, the angel which redeemed me from an evil blessed the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow And to a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father had laid his right hand upon Ephraim, it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. But put thy right hand on his head. And then his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it, he also shall become a people and he also shall be great, but truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them that that day, saying, in thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and Manasseh, and he said Ephraim before Manasseh. Lord, bring this word for your people. Heal my heart as I preach. Touch my spirit and my soul so that no distraction, no thing that has happened, nothing shall taint the word that you present to them through me. Make your vessel pliable for you. Shake me, even though I'm made in iniquity. So that I may bring a word for your people, to convict them but not condemn, to pull them up yet not make them conceited, but to bring a word that they will grow and continue to remain humble in your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Amen. As you take your seat, I got to speak from the subject X-Men. I know it makes no sense to you, but it's X-Men. You're a superhero and don't know it. You have unknown abilities and powers and blessings and don't know it. But I don't even want to get into that. I'm playing off the Marvel characters because I love the characters because a lot of them have powers, yet a lot of times they don't know what they possess. A lot of times they don't know how blessed they are, and sometimes they even look at their blessings as it's a curse. And a lot of times, because we don't know who we are and don't know how we are blessed and don't know the genealogy of our blessings and that we've been redeemed um, by the blessed blood of Jesus and that we are seed of Abraham and we shall be mightily blessed, a lot of times when people talk about us or put us down, sometimes we begin to internalize the foolishness because we don't guard our eye gates and ear gates enough. We'll continue to hang around people that talk about us and down us and think it does not affect us, but if we indeed continue to listen to it and hear it, it does affect our psyche. But anyway, uh, for, 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 for the sake of brevity, I had started at verse 8 instead of verse 1, but in order to develop this hermeneutic, um, I got to outline the whole story starting with verse 1. Apparently, for some months and perhaps even years, Jacob had been bedridden. Picture this great believer lying there, the hours and days he spent in prayer and thought with God, thinking about and praying over the great promises of God, the Savior, the very special promised seed who was yet to come, his family and their witness to the world, their witness to the true God of heaven and earth. At some point, whether weeks or months is unknown, Jacob became very ill It is evident that he was about to die. Joseph was immediately sent word that his father was ill, approaching death. He took his two sons and rushed to the side of his father. When Joseph arrived, Jacob aroused his strength and sat up on the side of the bed. What was to now happen was the utmost importance. Jacob began to share the deep encounter he had experienced with God years earlier. God himself, God Almighty, had appeared to him at Luz or Bethel and blessed him. Jacob shared God's great promise of of the promised seed that God was going to make him fruitful and cause his offspring to grow into a great multitude of people. Jacob also shared God's great promise of the promised land that God was going to give his seed, his offspring, the promised land for an everlasting possession. Note the word everlasting. This makes this statement a double reference. That is, it refers both to the land of Canaan and to the land of heaven. The earth is not everlasting. Only the new heavens and new earth are everlasting. The only place believers can live forever is in the new heavens and earth. Jacob then did an astounding thing, an act that demonstrated his great faith in his promises of God. He adopted the two sons of Joseph as his own. He actually made them equal, gave them an equal place with his own sons. They were to be his sons as much as Reuben and Simeon or any other of his sons. They were, they were to be the heads of two tribes of Israel, but they were to be the only sons of Joseph who were to be tribal heads. Jacob instructed Joseph to count any of his future sons under Ephraim and Manasseh. The two tribal sons. Note that Jacob mentioned the territory the two sons were to receive. Uh, The promise and Joseph himself was not to be the head of a tribe, but his two sons were. Joseph, therefore, was to receive twice as much territory as any of the other sons. By the act, by this act, Jacob had declared that Joseph was to be uh, the head of Jacob's household. He was to take the place of Reuben, the firstborn. See, Joseph was given the birthright, the double inheritance that usually went to the firstborn son of a family. But why? I'm going to give you a history lesson. Let me go ahead and give you some soap opera, some young and the restless type stuff. Because Reuben had defiled his father's bed. 1 Corinthians 5.1 mentions it, but Genesis 35.22 gives you all the dirt, girl. See, goes on to detail. It says that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. Now the sons of Jacob were 12. The text says that Israel heard it. I know Jacob's name was changed to Israel, but the writer goes on to say, now the sons of Jacob were 12. The writer is saying, now you didn't hear this from me. But all Israel knew about it. In fact, let me tell you who Jacob's kids are because Reuben got a little happy up in there. And some of them babies, Billy had, ain't Jacob's. Mm -hmm. So Jacob said, look here. I don't care nothing about no man law. I hate the player and the game. You ain't getting nothing from me. You or your kids, y'all ain't getting nothing at all. You ain't getting nothing. But even without the scandal to happen, it doesn't really matter because Joseph really would be the one that would have gotten it because his position in Egypt is the reason why Canaan was able to survive anyway. Sometimes God will let some mess happen so you can walk into something just so the world can understand why you got it. But at the end of the day, he's already ordained it. He already said that Joseph was going to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. But God will orchestrate some things in life and allow some things to happen to make sure you walk into your blessings. As long as you continue to press toward the mark of his holy call. See, God has promised us some things, but some of us get discouraged and lazy when it don't happen in three hours. When you going to give it to me, God, you just told me at seven o'clock this morning. No, sometimes you have to wait on it because it says write the vision down uh, so that they that read it may run thereby and although and although the the vision tarry, it won't tarry. So say, although it may take a long time, it's gonna come when it's supposed to come. Because God does not deal with chronological time, he deals with chronos time, and he gives you Kairos time, he gives you your blessing when you're ready for it. Not a day before. But if he promised it to you, he's going to give it to you. Anyway, again, note that Jacob mentioned the territory that his sons were to receive in the promised land. This stresses the great faith of Jacob. He believed in the great promises of God, believed with all his heart. Here he was dividing up territory in Canaan, the promised land, and the land was nowhere close to being his. Not yet. In fact, Jacob and his sons were not even in Canaan. They were in Egypt. At this point in time, the promised land was just that, a promise and only a promise. Yet Jacob believed God, he believed in God, and he believed God's promises. His story shows that God, the true God of heaven and earth, does truly exist and that his promises are always fulfilled. How can we say this? Because Jacob's sons, the 12 tribes of Israel, did inherit the promised land years after this event. And believers shall inherit the promised land of heaven, a new earth and heaven. And in, in the future. This is the promise of God, of the true God of heaven and earth. What has God told you that you were going to that that, that you are going to possess? Do you believe him? Do you believe him in the midst of the delay? That's, that's the thing. That, 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 do you believe even though it didn't come when you said it was? I'm just going to tell you when God was telling us we were going to have this building and it kept taking forever to close, I was getting irritated, but I knew it was going to happen. But it happened quicker than the banquet hall. I'm like, how in the world is the banquet hall taking longer than the building? And then, you know, I had that little breakdown doing the sermon. Look, look, God, you're going to handle this. I'm tired. Because I know it's coming because he told me. And I know even though we don't have the money in the bank like we should have, I know that when God gets ready to give it, it's going to come because he said it. And once I say it out loud and put Jesus' name on it, his name is above anything I can name. So when I say Jesus in the name of Jesus, it's going to come to pass because he said he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. So when I put Jesus' name on something God has already ordained me to do? What demon in hell gonna stop what it is God has called us to do? No, what can separate us from the love of God or even our promises? No hot, no death, no former thing, no latter thing, no principality, no angel, no demon, no racism. Nothing can stop us from inheriting what God has already ordained us to have. The only person that can stop is ourselves. Get your mind right and rethink and understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and that he who began a good work in you shall finish it. Oh Lord. And hey, hey, maybe y'all can make this mic like this mic. No, this mic like this mic. I don't know, maybe when I say it, it'll come out. But it's, I ain't got to scream or holler. I'm so chill. Hallelujah. Jacob expressed affection and blessed his children and grandchildren. What happened then was a warm and touching scene. Jacob showed deep affection for his grandchildren. Joseph's two sons, we tend to put the kids on the back burner because, you know, they don't generate money. Because the church and its leaders have become so capitalistic that we forget about taking care of the kids and the next generation. What a selfish spirit that is. But while we are being selfish and not caring for the kids, they are out here stealing from us and robbing us and killing our children. Yes, we have to generate income because the ministry requires money, but we need to invest a good portion of that money into the youth. I don't hire young people. See, some people say, why are you the young people? why are you hiring the people that's young? I hire some old folk too, but eventually we're going to die. And you have to take care of the next generation. And the people that know how to take care of the next generation are those leaders God is bringing up in that generation. I don't understand how I go to churches and they got you pastors older than me. How in the world you 65 years old and you the daggone you pastor? People still be calling me to be to do youth sermons. Yeah, you better call Reverend Walden. Yeah, come on, somebody. What in the world do I look like teaching some youth? I used to do comedy a lot for the youth, but that was when I was a principal and I knew what was going on with the youth and I knew what was funny. It's a hard struggle today for me You have to learn how to invest in the next generation. Z was interested in his grandkids. He spoke a word over his grandkids. He blessed his grandkids. He gave his grandkids wisdom. He he, he taught them and invested in them. But some of us are so selfish that we don't want to pass the baton. Some of the generations behind us, Y and Z, are messed up because the boomers never gave the baton to the X generation. Just trying to talk about because see this is the thing that that when you're running in track when you pass the baton You don't pass it to a stagnant person. You pass it to somebody who's already running They start running around right around when you get there So by the time you hand them the baton, they're running at full speed already. It's all about the timing But the thing about it is some generations aren't moving because the generation before them are so intimidated by losing a job That they don't invest in the next generation because the only thing they're worried about is their own status, their own survival, their own position, their uh, their their own ego. But until you learn how to bless somebody else, God can't give you a blessing because you are supposed to be a steward of his blessing. He gives you money so you can do with it what he tells you to do. It's called currency. It must flow through you until you learn how to let the money flow through you, it'll never get to you. With your stingy self. With your egoistical self. Won't pass the baton to anybody in the pulpit, can't hardly breathe and still preaching. Going up there with walkers and oxygen masks as if you still bringing life want to be on the front lines David was a greater warrior than you but when he asked for some water in the midst of the battle and they went to go give him some they said David sit down and he sat down because he knew he was too old to fight anymore. Some of us need to understand that we need your wisdom. You ain't got to go out there and fight anymore. You need to be breathing into the next generation. You need to be giving them your wisdom. You need to be telling them how you made it through. You need to be telling them how... It, y'all don't hear me. You got to learn how to pass the baton because you're going to die with it in your hands and you're not going to be able to heal well done my good and faithful servant because you were too stingy to help Help somebody else. I ain't saying you ain't going to go into heaven, but I want to hear well done. I want to hear well done. My goodness. Can you imagine walking through the gates of heaven and they don't tell you well done. You got to live it for the rest of your life. At least I'm going to die one day. But to walk through the pearly gates and all I hear is welcome. I ain't do nothing good. No, nah, bro. You knew Jesus, so go on in there. <laughs> you ain't do nothing I told you to do, but at least you knew Jesus. Come on in there. On. Yeah, your man's that, your, your the little ranch over there. You ain't do nothing. <laughs> Just keep it at 100. Because we keep trying to stack up our own wealth here. But the wisdom is learning how to stack up your wealth in eternity by selling, by 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 beginning to 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 save souls, Well begin to preach the gospel, even if you're not a preacher. Begin to bring people to the gospel and begin to learn how to give people a hand up and not a hand out and help empower them to do something else. Come on, somebody! Every now and then I do get an attitude when God tells me to sell a house thirty and forty thousand dollars below what I know I should make or take a smaller commission, and I'm irritated at my flesh going to vent, but my spirit going to do what God tells me to do because I know the money ain't mine no how. Y'all y- 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 don't hear me. I'm going to learn how to do it without fussing. I ain't quite made of that yet. I'm going to get there, Lord. Give me some more years. <laughs> Jacob was almost blind. Man, the arrow on or the heat on? Oh, okay, okay, never mind, we all, Lord, have mercy. Menopause ain't no joke, child. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the lights, I'm in this easy-baked oven over here. Now, Jacob was almost blind and needed to make sure that the two dim figures standing beside Joseph was his two sons. Thus he asked who they were. When Joseph identified them, Jacob asked that he bring them to him by his knees so he could bless them. When Joseph moved his kids toward his father, Jacob took them in his arms and kissed them. Jacob um, uh, then, then expressed his deep affection for Joseph and his sons. He had never expected to see Joseph, much less the Joseph's, that Joseph's sons, but now God had not only allowed him to see Joseph again, but God had given him the privilege of seeing his two sons. When Joseph heard this, he got so emotionally moved that he pulled his two sons back from his father's knees and bowed himself before his father out of respect. Joseph then moved. Ooh, I don't know if I want to go there yet. I know some of your time, your mama and daddy get on your nerves, but if you honor them, you will have a long life some of them only could do what they could do some of them not as educated as you but you educated because they made sacrifice to send you to school you would be dumb too come on somebody if they didn't sacrifice and sweep the floors and and in the midst of it take the, the situation and let people talk down to them so they wouldn't die so they could continue to provide for you and you want to look down on them because they not as educated as you but it was them who got you through education it was them that push you out of their womb even in the midst of understanding they didn't even know how the lights was going to be on sometime yet they still brought you into this life and didn't abort you come on somebody they did the best they can and whatever they did even though Jacob had, had uh, he didn't allow it but under his watch under his parentship Joseph had been sold into slavery he could have held all of this against his father and said why did you give me the coat of I many because in front of everybody, why didn't you protect me? But because he knew that God had orchestrated everything in his life, and his daddy did everything he could do. He made sure that he gave his father and his mother the respect they're supposed to have. Some of y'all life is getting cut off short because you don't respect your parents. All right, back to my sermon. That was a word mouth sponsor. He he then Joseph then moved his two sons back before his father to receive the blessing. Note that he placed the firstborn son Manasseh uh, to Jacob's right hand. So y'all, you know this your right hand this. Your left hand, but this is my right hand. So anyway, he, 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 with his left hand, he put uh, Manasseh towards the right hand of Jacob. And he took his right hand and put uh, Ephraim to the left side uh, 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 of, 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 of Jacob because the right hand, sorry, left-handed people, is always known as the hand of power. Where well, you're going to get the greater blessing. So he purposely put them before Jacob because he knew Jacob couldn't see. Aren't you glad that some of your people, they couldn't see that they were going to make it out from the back of the bus. They couldn't all the way see that it was going to make it out of slavery. But some type of faith kicked in them to keep on surviving. And you hear, because of not by sight, but by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And even though Jacob couldn't see in the natural, he could see in the spirit. Woo! Woo! Um, but 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 Jacob after he got it he crossed his hands and he was going to give the greater blessing, the birthright to the younger son. Jacob began the blessing by calling upon God. Note exactly whom he was calling—not some false god, but the true God. Jacob called upon the God before whom Abraham and Isaac had walked. This was the true God, the God who had revealed himself to Abraham and Isaac. Abraham and Isaac had not followed after some false god. They were followers of the true God of heaven and earth. They knew him personally, for he had revealed himself to them. They had actually talked with him, and they had sought to walk, to live holy lives before him. Jacob was calling upon the true God to bless Joseph and his two sons. Jacob called upon the God who had fed him and been his shepherd throughout life. The Hebrew word for feed me or shepherd is the name Rohi or Ra. Jacob was calling upon the God who had looked after him and taken care of him, the God who had fed, guided, protected, and saved him, who had made provision for every need he had. Jacob was calling upon the shepherd of the universe to look after Joseph and his two sons. Jacob called upon the God, the angel who had redeemed or delivered him from all evil, this is a reference of the angel, God himself, who had wrestled with Jacob. It was the pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ upon earth. This is the first time the word redeem or guel in, in Hebrew is used in the Bible. Note who it who is it, it, that uh, he redeems God himself. Look who it is that redeems God himself, the very angel who had wrestled with Jacob. Do you know sometimes God will wrestle with you to get you right? Sometimes God will gut punch you to get you in line to make sure you don't destroy your own self. Do you understand that? Do you understand that his rod and staff shall comfort you but sometimes that rod for you you know how the shepherd has that little hook at the end sometimes he'll yank you back by your neck and almost give you whiplash to put you back in line because he chastised those who he loves because he don't want you to destroy your life he'll rather chastise you than let you walk into destruction because he loves you that much that even when you mess up he'll make sure he brings somebody to say something to you to trigger your conscience that you may have lost for a moment because you wanted what you wanted when you saw what you wanted? Let me make it plain. You saw a brick house. She's a brick. Or you saw him. Oh, he got some money. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to go to work no more. Bring me that sugar, daddy. I'm just saying, it don't matter what it is, but the thing about it is God will gut punch you and get you back in line. See, 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 he who alone, he the one <clears throat> that redeemed Joseph and his sons. Jacob asked God to bless Joseph and his two sons by doing two things for them. Jacob asked God to make sure that they were called Israel, that they were accepted as true sons of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This was the formal statement of adoption whereby the two sons would always be acknowledged as true sons of Jacob. They were thereby to inherit the promised land, their portion of the great promise of God. See, Jacob asked God to make them a great multitude of people that they be a part of the promise seed, the great nation of believers that God had promised. All of a sudden, Joseph interrupted his father. Hold on. You got your hand in the wrong place. You got your right hand on Ephraim and your left hand on Manasseh. You need to have your right hand on Manasseh because he's the oldest and he you have your left hand on, on Ephraim who, 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 is, who is the youngest. Right? So, so I need you to correct this. But isn't it funny how people think that you're not supposed to get blessed more than somebody else because of what they think in their own mind? Ain't it funny that Joseph was the youngest son but couldn't understand why his dad had his right hand on his youngest son when Joseph had already in life told his older brothers that he was going to rule over them and they was going to bow down to him? Because he saw it in the vision and they got mad and sold him into slavery. Yet he became the second in command after being put in slavery, after being put in jail. He came out two times on top, didn't goddamn new, was the firstborn, not only just around the way from his family, but was the last- I mean was the last born around his family. He was the last person to come into Egypt, yet rose above the ranks. Ain't it funny how sometimes people don't want you to be blessed as much as or more than them. Let me tell you something, older generation. Let me tell you something, my generation. If the generation beneath you doesn't, after you, doesn't become more blessed than you are, then you are a failure and so am I because if I teach you and impart in you the gifts that I have, you should already come with more gifts which means you should be more powerful than me. Some people say, Hey, what you gonna do if John have a bigger church than you? If he don't have a bigger church than me, then at the end of the day, I failed him, and he failed as well. Whoever is up under you, whoever beneath you, whoever you are tootling, they should do better than you, and you should want them to. But our ego. Our egos get in the way of doing what God wants us to do. But can I tell you something? Some of the people that you thought was going to want you to be blessed don't want you to be blessed. And until you learn how to stop looking for somebody to say, Hercules, 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 you will never get blessed. Because the Bible says that he'll prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies, which means most of the people that witness your blessing not going to want you to have it and mad that you got it. But the problem is, can you stand to be blessed? Because he said you will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime, but with persecution, which means some haters going to come for you. Some people get mad because they say you say haters too much. You know what I say? You a hater. Because you're mad. I'm talking about haters. You must be one. But if you're not a hater, you know you have some. Because the Bible already pre- preordained it to be. He said, I prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies, which means your enemy is going to be there the minute you get your blessing. In fact, some of them already there and you haven't even discerned that they're your enemies yet. But when you get blessed more than them and God begins to elevate you, the truth shall be told. And you know what? You better not come tell me. They act different now. I don't know where happen. I'm going to slap you in your face and tell you that I already told you that you didn't know that they was your enemies. But when God began to elevate you, their hate is ignited. They dare to try to keep their thumb on you. They dare so you can tell them all of your business so they can make the same moves you make and make them before you. Some of them are there to make sure they get your business so they can tell your business to try to mess you up. And the minute God blesses you, you're going to see all the mess they've been doing and you're going to say oh my God I finally understand the scripture that say yea do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I shall feel no evil I didn't even know they was my enemy but God kept me old school he's an ever present help he's always there <laughs> but I love what granddaddy Jacob does. He refused to move his hands. Joseph, that he was, he told Joseph that he was deliberately giving the greater blessing to the youngest son. The oldest son, Manasseh, would be great, but he wasn't going to be as great as Ephraim. He would actually become a group of nations. This was a reference to the fact that the tribe of Ephraim would be the most powerful tribe in the northern kingdom when Israel became divided, a divided nation. In fact, the whole northern kingdom would sometime be called Ephraim. After Jacob had corrected Joseph, he returned to blessing Joseph's two sons. Note that his blessing was really a prediction of the formula that they have, it says in Genesis forty-eight twenty, may God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Do you know sometimes people, even though they hate on you, they're going to use you as a reference point of how blessed God can make somebody else. You got to start believing this. See, mamas and daddies, grandmothers and grandfathers, you have to learn how to rebuke negative words when people talk about your babies. I don't care how crazy your child may be right now. At the end of the day, God is the Alpha and the Omega. He already called them to be something. Right now, they just sowing their wrong seeds, and you got to get them on the right track. And you got to let them know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Don't talk about them. In fact, I'm going to send your words to the pit of hell, and if you keep talking, you can follow. I'm keep it to 100. I'm not going to play about somebody speaking negative words against my company, against my church, against my people, against my nieces and nephews, against my brothers and sisters. I don't care what y'all do. I might talk about y'all, but let somebody say something wrong. And I'm going to let you know I'm rebuking it in the name of Jesus because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And it ain't going to be because I let somebody's word be put on you without me rebuking it. If If you ever talk to me for a long time and I say what I want to do and you say something contrary, watch how quick I get off the phone. I'll call you tomorrow, but I won't talk to you right then. Oh, let, let let me call you back. I ain't got time to listen to negativity. It's too much stuff that God wants me to do. I ain't got time to keep backtracking on negative speaking folk. And I got to protect my ear gate and my eye gate. And that includes the sound that come from between your lips. Got time to listen to you when you ain't speaking what God wants me to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't want to hear no word unless it's a word from God. And God can use you, but the devil can use you too. I know it sounds harsh. I don't care. I ain't get here by being nice when people be telling me stuff that go contrary to what God called me to do. Got time for that. And don't try to prove nothing to nobody. Let your word speak for itself. Mm, let me go. So I'm about to give y'all an example i going to tell on folks. See, uh, I don't know about you, um, uh, about, uh, see, I know uh, uh, about being talked about, right? In a time, they, they call my generation Generation X, right? Uh, the people for our generation say we weren't going to be nothing. And, and, and I believe the reason why we in disarray is because... Uh, other generation before us didn't take care of us and sometimes we don't know how to take care of the next generation. In fact, we so messed up as a people, we called us X, we called another generation Y we called another generation Z we act like, the world gonna end ain't no letter after Z so you mean to tell me Z just gonna destroy the world where you gonna go? Z1 Z2 no more letters left the reason why we feel so hopeless is because we're not blessing the next generation. We just want to talk about what they can't do. But you can't talk about what they can't do if you didn't teach them. So apparently you can't do too. <laughs> I know that was broken English, but I need, you, you got it, though. Look here. See, look at this, though. This is why I don't care, though, because when you call me Generation X, X is an unknown variable. I just took it like you don't know how blessed I'm going to be. Call me X because I don't know what God want to give me, but I know it's more than what I got right now. I know he said that he'll give me a good measure of blessing, press down, shake it together and run it over. I know that. So I don't care about being called Generation X. But but, but let me show you why I know you an x man I know, I know women, y'all get mad at X-women, but y'all know the movie X-Men B Be all right. Some women X-Men too. All right? So don't be going calling your flipping woman uh me too and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. See, see. When, when Joseph brought his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, to Jacob, Joseph put Manasseh towards uh, Jacob's right hand, remember? And Ephraim towards his left hand. And although Jacob's physical vision was fading, his spiritual vision was more potent than ever before. When he was ready to bless Joseph's son, Jacob put his right hand on Ephraim and his left hand on Manasseh. Come on, somebody. And I believe he gave them a crossover blessing because he understood what God wanted him to have. Y'all don't hear me. You gotta understand (laughs) If you look closely, you'll realize that when he crossing his hands, it's making an X because he's letting Jacob, no, Joseph know that you don't know what I know, but I know this son gonna be blessed, but gonna be blessed, but Ephraim gonna be blessed anymore. I came by here to speak a, a, a prosperity, blessing over you right now, that you an x man and God don't, you don't even know, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what God wanna bless you with. You got some gifts in you that have never been tapped into yet. You got some blessings in you that God is ready to get to you. In fact, he wanna give you a good measure blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. I want to tell everybody right now, I'm going to call myself an X-man. You know why? Because I don't know how blessed I'm going to be. I don't know how, how, how rich I'm going to be. I don't know how wealthy I'm going to be. I don't know how influential I'm going to be. And neither do you, because God has a blessing for you. He has a good blessing he would not withhold any good and perfect gift from you I don't know about you but I walk in my unknown ex-blessing because my God said I'm going to say it one more time eyes have not seen ears have not heard what God is about to do in your life Woo! We all X-Men, because a lot of us have gifts that we don't even know we have. Some of y'all been walking on gifts and been walking with gifts and been tormented for so long. Some of y'all do need a real-life Professor X to show you your blessings and show you your gifts. You've been hearing people talk down to you for so long that you started believing it. And at first, it didn't affect you. At least you thought you did it. But if I keep jabbing you and you keep taking it, and even though I'm not hitting you hard, if I keep jabbing you in the same place over and over again, eventually you're going to fall. Because even though I'm not hitting you hard, I keep hitting you in the same place. And some of y'all keep letting people, y'all hang around, hit you in the same place over and over with them same negativity words about how you going to do that. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Why you trying to do this? That's too big. That's too big. You can't do that. So-and-so tried to do this. They couldn't even do that. And if they couldn't do it, it was funny. When I was getting ready to take my broker's test, I had already passed my agent's test. I had to take three years to become a broker. And then this lady, she told me, she said, you can't, uh, you're not going to be able to pass that test. My son, a doctor, and he couldn't pass it. And I said, I don't want to be no doctor. If I wanted to be a doctor, I would have took that test. I would have passed that test and been a doctor. He a doctor because that's what he wanted to do. I'm a broker because that's what I wanted to do. And just cause he couldn't do it don't mean I can't do it. Don't compare me to your feeble-minded son. I ain't say that. I wanted to say that, but I did. <laughs> I did say that. I ain't want to talk about dude. He ain't say nothing to me. I ain't know who he was. I just, I just had to get it out. <laughs> Forgive me, Holy Spirit. I know that was not you. Do not blame it on strike it from the record. you all and off, but God created these generations for a specific mission in mind. so like here. See, see look, here, look at me. Your family and friends may have rejected you, but God never did. He needs you. He needs you to fulfill each and every plan and purpose in your life that he created in you before you were even born. He's getting ready to call you from wherever you are and use you with your purple hair and use you with your pierced eyebrows and use you with all your crazy their tattoo and your crazy music that we don't even understand. We we. He's calling you to bring forth a revival in the nation. The world may not understand you, but God does. He's the one who designed you and created you to think the way you think and act the way you act. You know, some people can't understand what's in my mind, and I don't care if you understand it or not. Sometimes I'll take the time to tell you when i got time, but when I don't, I'm ready to move somewhere else because I know my thoughts are not your thoughts because I keep my thoughts aligned with my God. And sometimes I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sometimes I don't even know why God telling me to walk this way. Sometimes I don't discover it until I get there. I'm like, you know what? I see why God told me to do this. And I see why God told me to do that. But I never care why he tell me to do it because I just know he told me to do it. And I know anytime he's told me to do something when I do it, it always works. You gotta walk by faith and not by sight. And that's why some generations don't like you. They don't understand where you are going. I want to tell some people sometimes, you don't understand me? And I don't understand me either. I just know I'm gonna go and walk where God tells me to walk. I don't care how crazy y'all look. I don't care how dumb I look. You know, they, they laughed at us. I don't know how much you knew they laughed at us when we were trying to buy this building. They kept saying, they little church can fit in that one building. The whole building can fit in there. And they trying to go get three buildings. There ain't no way. They only got four. I'm talking about, they knew, they knew, they, they knew the square footage before I did. The only time I know square footage, i would be like, hey, Ayana, what what square footage is there? I ain't going to look it up. But, but they, they were hating so much. They knew that the, the square footage on the church, the other church was 15,000 something. They knew. They knew the exact, it's $14,483, I don't know, it's something like that. They, they, they said, and now they're trying to go get a building that with all them buildings they got, over 40000 square feet. Ain't no way they can get all that. I ain't even thinking about the square footage. I just knew we needed a place for Sunday school. Everybody kept saying what we couldn't do. They you know how people all want to bring you stuff. And I said, oh, that's cool. Are they going to donate anything? They said, no. I said, well, I don't want to hear it. Cause you ain't gonna bring me no money. I don't wanna listen to you now. You can bring you bring me some money, I'll listen to whatever you got to say. <laughs> bring me a check for five dollars. Say all you want. Why well, I shouldn't do it. Hey, hey, Tracy Bell, go ahead and cash this why while, while he talking. Okay, what else? <laughs> see, see, he's designed you and created you to think that way. Your parents may have thrown you away on the streets because they thought you wouldn't amount to anything but God caught you in his arm to hide you and protect you until it was time to reveal to you the, to, and to the rest of the world that time is now. God kept you hidden because he didn't want you to go in front of the people because as you can see when you get in front of the lights, the lights can burn you up and God will keep you in the dark room until he got you developed. See, God is calling some young men and women to receive his love, his blessing, and his strength and power to usher in and reveal to the nation. Mature adults, you need to speak over the baby boomers. Baby boomers, you need to speak over Generation X. Generation X, you need to speak over Y and Z. See, we are X men. God saw that he reached over the aristocrat. He reached over the highly educated. He reached over the person with the genealogy line of politicians and and, and aristocrats and richness. And he said, I'm gonna bless you even though you're on the left side, even though you're on the rough side of the mountain even though you're on the side with thorns and thistles, even though you're on the side that doesn't look very promising, I'm going to take my right hand and bless you. I'm still going to bless the other people, but I'm going to bless you greater than the people that they thought was going to walk away with everything else. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad I'm an ex-man. I'm so glad I'm an outcast because the Bible says but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, upper people, that ye may bring forth the praises of him who hath called you. See, see, you're peculiar because God has made you great out of nothingness. You're peculiar because God favors you even with your sinful self. You're peculiar because even though you're not educated enough to have a position, God still puts you there. You're peculiar because God loves you. No matter how many times you fall, God loves you. you and the people wondering how in the world is she walking in that blessing? I set a trap for her last week. How in the world did he survive? I put a lot out there on him. He should have got fired. But you gotta tell them, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil because his rod and his staff shall comfort me even if I don't see you coming because God has an ex-blessing, an unknown blessing on my life. I'm bought with a price. I'm covered, I'm sealed with the precious blood of Jesus. I'm adopted into the world, into the royal priesthood. I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm a priest. I'm blessed in the valley. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed in my going. Because God said, I reach over all the qualified. I reach over all of the educated. I reach over all the people that got the political connection. And I'm going to put my right hand on you. I'm gonna put my right hand on you and I believe That the reason why Jacob did it the reason why I made an X, is because nobody knows how blessed you gonna be if God showed you everything That he was gonna give you It'll blow your mind Can I tell you something? God is gonna bless me more than what I got now but let me tell you something when I was at Georgia Southern popping bottles and not popping the Bible popping weed and not the Holy Ghost if you were to show me that I was gonna be preaching every Sunday to a crowd of people I might would have had an overdose, but I'm gonna tell you right now, even though where you are right now, I bet you it's further than you thought you would be, but I'm gonna tell you, you still going further because he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Eyes have not seen, ears Have not heard what God is about to give to you. We X men, we just plug in the X variable and we say, God bless me. Can I go talk to Jabez? Hey, Jabez, can I plagiarize your prayer? God, I pray that you would deal with my enemies and increase my territory. I need him to deal with your enemies and increase your territory. Jabez, his own mama, named him Jabez, which means nothing, which means pain, which means Failure. So, I mean, every day they called his name. They were calling him a failure. If Jabez's name means failure. And he still walked in blessings. And he still ignored his own name. And said, God, increase my territory. What you scared to ask for? Ain't nobody named you. Messed up. In fact, some of y'all named Lexus cause your mama couldn't afford it. <laughs> Keep it in one hundred. They named you what they wanted. They named you blessed. <laughs> huh? Y'all know how it be? I couldn't get a Lexus, so I called her Alexis. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't listen to what people say about you unless they're blessing you. You know what's so wild? The funny thing about it is, even though the right hand was on Ephraim and the left hand was on Manasseh, they had enough sense not to move. It said Joseph tried to move them, and ain't nowhere in the world... Joseph couldn't have taken him for his weak armed father. Jacob just said a word. I know what I'm doing. I can't see physically, but I can see in the spirit. I don't know exactly what you're going through right now, but I see spiritually that God is about to give you an overflowing blessing. You know why? because God needs you to be blessed so the church can be blessed when you are connected to a church with vision or organization with vision and they need something to happen the only way it can happen is through you so the good news is we got the money as they say we got the money for the commercial kitchen the only bad news is it's in your pocket (laughs) Oh, the money is here. It's already taken care of. You just got to transfer the blessing. Now, I know we're going to have a presentation today, but I I feel moved right now. I do. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel it in the spirit, and I'm comfortable with it. My spirit is, my flesh is never comfortable. If I could just hang around a few more coaching folk. My flesh will be more comfortable with this, but at least I know when I'm doing it, I'm doing it in the spirit. God wants to bless you. He wants to increase your territory. But the thing about it is, if I want an apple, I can't plant orange seeds, right? If I want an apple, I can't not plant any seeds. I need to plant an apple seed if I want it, right? If I want to be blessed, I need to sow into something that is blessed. And I believe that this church is good ground. I know it's good ground, and I know God is going to bless. And God never asked me to ask you for anything if you don't tell me to do something. Last week, last time I raised, when we did it, I told the church, keep this other money that I had given and I gave 2000 on top of that so which means I sold a seed of 10,000 the last time I asked for something now I'm asking for something now but I feel like God is telling me to give a 1000 I don't know why it ain't 10,000 but I'm glad it ain't <laughs> but I'm believing God that there's some people out here that's going to give a thousand dollars. I don't know who, I don't know where. If y'all could get some the baskets and go on and put them up, up there in the f- where they usually go. I'm not going to say walk down or give you any uh, formal instruction, but I will say this: if you feel led to put a thousand dollars or more to sew it, I'm not even doing this with any energy, so I'm. I just feel it. If God is leading you to give $1,000, just come put it in the basket or tap your phone or whatever. Because I do believe God is moving in this house. But before you bring it, know why you're bringing it. You're not just bringing it for newbies scroll. You're bringing it because you want to claim whatever blessing you want to attach to it. Because God wants to bless you tremendously. And I'm believing it right now with the name of Jesus. If you want to give, you may give now. No pressure whatsoever. No pressure. No pressure. If you feel like it, you may give in the name of Jesus. If you're online, you can see the newbiesgrowth.org slash give. You may give it in the name of Jesus.